Hello, I'm Natasha Mirosh. Welcome to Extra Virgin Postcards, where I invite a guest from around the world to share what they love about where they live, what there is to see and do, and where to eat and drink. You'll get insights that only a local would know. So whether you're looking for destination information or just armchair travelling, let this Extra Virgin Postcard take you away. Hello, my name is Alice Zerflu and my city is the island of Verano in Venice in the northeastern region of Italy, in a region called the Veneto. So I grew up in Los Angeles and I spend my time between the Veneto, Venice basically and Switzerland. Venice has been my adopted city for the last 10 years or so. I live um, in the lagoon in Burano up into the north. I'm an artist and an author of two books. I'm also a curated travel consultant and a public speaker on lagoon conservation, which is my greatest passion. Venice is about 120 kilometers east of Verona and 80 kilometers south of Italy's Prosecco region, Valdobbiadene, where they produce delicious, delicious white Prosecco and wines. Venice is an island of about 118 islands in a vast lagoon, which covers 550 square kilometers. I'm up in the north on the island of Burano, which traditionally is an island of fishermen and lace makers. Fishing parallels quite closely the lace making tradition with its nets and patterns. So most people, when they come to Venice, they think that Venice is the the beginning of everything, Venice city of its 118 islands. But this is not the case. Venice began up in the north, on the island of Torcello, in the lagoon. It was around the 5th century, although we know there are Roman ruins in the lagoon, so there was a Roman presence. In the 5th century, there was a Lombardian invasion, and the people on the mainland escaped into the lagoon, and they lived on the islands of Torcello, Mazzorbo, and there was a great archipelago called Amiana. And now there's three remaining islands of that, of, of that archipelago. And those are even farther in the north than Burano. Those are Santa Cristina, La Cura, and Le Saline. But these are off the, the typical uh, route. However, Torcello was a teeming place with cathedrals and markets and business and convents. And it was the largest wetland population of the Adriatic at that time. With time, that population moved down to Venice as it followed the trade route and the religious power. However, up in the north continued a fishing tradition and that fishing tradition continued on the island of Burano, a garden tradition which continued on the island of Mazzorbo and on Santerasmo. And of course, Torcello remained with its beautiful basilica a center, although the population dwindled dramatically after that. There's another interesting thing to know about Venice is all of the different islands that pepper the lagoon during the time of the Republic, which was called the Serene Republic of Venice or La La Serenissima. Each island was allocated its own task. So Santerasmo was the island that provided uh, fruit and vegetables, food, wine to the Doge and to the city of Venice. There was Burano who provided the fish. There was Murano that did the glass making and so on and so forth. And so all of these islands had their own task, which is why it's important to know the different islands because each one was different. During the plague, there was the quarantine island of uh, San Lazaretto Nuovo where they invented the word quarantine during the plague. 
So when you come to Venice, it's important to know that it isn't just walking through St. Mark's Square. It's also and primarily about the vast lagoon that surrounds it. Since most people focus on the bigger city of Venice, I've decided to tell you more about my tiny little village of Burano. Burano is a small island with about 2,000 inhabitants. They say 2,400, but this number is actually dropping rapidly. It used to have more than twice that. The people are friendly and hardworking, and they move around with boats instead of cars. Burano is an island whose shores are made up of sidewalks, much like Venice, not sand or rocks. It is made up of five island neighborhoods that are connected and joined by seven bridges. The small, quaint houses are painted in various colors, but not because the fishermen could not find them in the fog, as some people like to tell this story. This is not true. The houses are painted to delineate property lines because if you look at these houses, they're quite strange. Sometimes a piece of a house goes over a neighboring house, and this is over the years given quite a strange uh, property uh, situation, much like in Amsterdam and, and other northern cities. The colors are actually difficult to change. If you buy a house and you want to change the color, you have to go through quite a few loops to, to change that. Rising in the distance are the Dolomite Mountains, which are, are kind of pre-alp and are snow-capped. And to the east, we have the Adriatic Sea. It's a good idea to stay for a night or two in Burano instead of just doing day trips like most people like to do. Burano is really beautiful in the evening when the lights are, are sparkling on the canals, which are our streets. You can visit the Lace Museum in the Piazza. There's also a vineyard for wine tasting. There's shopping, bird watching excursions, and the Basilica of Santa Maria Assunta to visit on the nearby island of Torcello, and it has some of the most beautiful golden Byzantine mosaics in all of the Veneto. Or you can take a boat over to the convent island of San Francisco del Deserto and visit several friars who live there. In the summer, a short boat ride will get you to any one of the many sandy beaches on the Adriatic for the day, so you can have easily a beach vacation. And Venice is only about 45 minutes by public transportation. And in Venice, of course, you have art galleries and museums and restaurants and so many other things to do. A typical weekend for me in the lagoon is usually to get out in nature. I'm an artist and a writer, so I take my small lagoon boat into the north where there are no people, only fishermen, and I'll paint or write. Or I'm constantly looking to learn about archaeology, fishing, and local customs, what's going on, what kind of things people are starting to offer to travelers. You know, and also in the lagoon, it's very common to visit people rather than talk to them on the phone or write the messages. So we get in our boat and we go visit each other and talk about the news or whatever projects are coming up. And this is a very important part of Venice is human interaction. So I might also go to Venice and have drinks or dinner with friends or see an exhibit or take in a concert. And of course, everybody knows that in Venice, five o'clock is spritz time. So people of all ages will gather together in public spaces and have a drink together or eat chiketti, which are small pieces of bread with different things on top, like sardina and sour or salamis or my favorite gorgonzola with uh, with a walnut and, and a little bit of balsamic vinegar on top. So there's there's lots of 
different selections and, and having a Chiquiti tour is one of the, the great love affairs of, of Venice at five o'clock just to go out and, and drink spritz with friends and, and, and bar hop basically. What is so wonderful about that time is that all of the generations mix. So you'll see elderly people uh, sitting and chatting with the children or, or the teenagers or the, the mid-aged people. And it's, it's just really beautiful to see society come together like that at the end of the day. But please watch out for seagulls because they're very keen to steal your food and they might uh, fly in and uh, carry your spritz away. In Burano, the, my favorite place to eat absolutely is the Trattoria al Gatto Nero. They have a really warm atmosphere. The guys are friendly and professional and the seafood is fresh and high quality. Chef Ruggiero knows how to make a fish fry like no other. For Michelin-starred cuisine or wine tasting, you might want to stop by the Venisa Wine Resort on neighboring Matsorbo Island. And if you can't get a table there, which usually in these places are quite booked, you can try the excellent La Maddalena or the historical Trattoria da Romano, which I think are both really good. For an excellent slice of pizza, yes, some people just do want a good pizza. You can go to Leon Coronado in the piazza. And for my favorite spritz place, try Pescaria Vecchia. In, in Buranello, they say Pescaria Vecchia for a great sunset aperitivo with a fabulous view over Venice, by the way. So my insider tip is take a wooden braglozzo, which is a kind of ancient fishing boat, into the lagoon with Domenico. And he's a boicante fisherman, which are soft shell crabs native to Venice. And there's these very tiny crabs that people like to eat fried in the restaurants of Venice. And Domenico can take you out in his braglozzo, this wonderful traditional boat, and you are, you're going to see the, the fauna and flora of the lagoon. And he always brings with him, you know, Murano cookies and a selection of local wines. So it's very fun. And he's interesting. Of course, Domenico speaks only Italian, which gives it this absolutely authentic flair. But he also has little cards with information um, in other languages. And I think this is the most natural, beautiful thing to do. It's not highly advertised. He really gives you an up-close and hands-on view of the lagoon, which is actually a natural park and needs our love and protection. And so conservation efforts are always underpinned by a close understanding of an environment. And I, th I really think Domenico does the best for that. If you'd like to have a guided tour of the island of Burano, there is one single local guide in all of Burano. Her name is Silvia Zanella, and she is a local Buranella guide born and raised there. I would encourage all of you to come out to the lagoon with the vision of understanding the nature, the environment of the place, the culture, the people who are so beautiful and so loving of tourists. Come out there, stay a while, and explore Venice, the origins of Venice, the first place where Venice began. Thank you, Natasha, for having me on your podcast today. It was really a pleasure to speak about Venice, and I will look forward to seeing you as soon as you come back. You've been listening to Extra Virgin, a podcast for the Epicurious. You can get more great food and travel inspiration, including stories, recipes, reviews, and more on our website, www.extravirginfoodandtravel.com. You can also follow Extra Virgin Food and Travel on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook or email us at extravirginfoodandtravel at gmail.com.
If you haven't already, go to Apple, Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to download and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until we meet again, bon voyage and bon appétit.